Welcome to Footnotes, a behind-the-scenes look at what we value and why it matters here at Footnote Church in Glendora, California. All right, well, welcome back to our latest episode of Footnotes. Uh, I am Brian Martinez, a student minister here at Foothill Church. Uh, I'm not filling in for Stephen. He is right next to me. Here also next to me is Ike Graham. Hey, Brian, it's a delight to sit next to you. Yeah, thanks I'm for hitting us across with that, from you. Uh, that sultry voice. I'm actually across It's like a powerful you. triangle. It is. Yeah, it is, it is. yeah. So full disclosure, Stephen tried to, uh, to intro this Careful. podcast three different times. Careful. And uh, there were fart noises. And so I, I'm taking over. And not just for the intro, I'm actually taking over for the whole topic today. Um... Steven has been covering a lot of things lately, planning a church or whatever, and he asked me to, to help fill in or, or whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, Just to be clear, the send money is going to a church plan. That's, <laughs> that's what's happening. So. Or whatever. I love that or new whatever. Rolex you have, Steven. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Just, just kidding. Um, anyway, so he wanted to, uh, to talk about artificial intelligence, and I basically told him, no, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. And so instead, we are going to talk about technology today. Uh, if, if you're new to this, you know that, uh, hey, the three of us, we like to talk about culture and just how Christians can engage and think about that. And it got me thinking about technology uh, in general and really about the idea of, of looking ahead. And, and here's what I mean. I was talking about this with the guys before we started recording, and um, I've noticed that I feel like most of us don't do a lot of looking ahead Right. Most of us, we kind of live in our day to day, like what's affecting our marriage today? What's affecting our families today? Mm. What are we watching on sports today? Or the most looking ahead, it's like, you know, maybe in a couple weeks, a couple months for vacation. If we do tend to look ahead, I feel like usually it's in the realm of politics, right? Like who's going to be the next president? What are the new policies? You know, what are my freedoms going to get taken away? That kind of stuff. Or maybe it's more kind of like financial things. What I've noticed, though, is I feel like we probably don't do a lot of looking ahead in terms of technology and kind of the advances of technology. And uh, but before you, you change the channel, uh, this is why I think it's kind of important. This is why I wanted to talk about this is we all know now it's kind of a, a route conversation to talk about the dangers of social media. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen the social dilemma. We all kind of could say like the, the issues there. Have you seen that? I have seen the social yeah. dilemma. Have yeah, seen I have. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Right. I thought it was now really, we can say now we can it. say we've yes. all seen. I'm okay, just assuming. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought it was Receipts. brilliant. Like if, if for people who haven't seen it, they they have actually a really good. Uh, I'm I'm going to take over here. <laughs> I guess we're just passing <laughs> the baton around. Whoever wants to host the podcast, if you want to host footnotes, if, anybody, text right if now. anybody in the room wants to say anything, you're just welcome to. <laughs> yeah. So. No, social dilemma was great, and I thought they actually did a wonderful job, even aesthetically with the arts to communicate their points. Yeah. Uh, I'll just say when you, if you see the puppet scene. Man, that stuck with me for a long time. I'm just going to leave that out there. So people are like, oh, I got to see the puppet scene. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't want to see a puppet for scene? For sure. For sure. Thank you for that tangent, Ike. Anyway, and so <laughs> with, <laughs> but just, we, we all know like the dangers of social media. My, my point here is social media technology, it's not inherently evil. But one of the issues I think is that we, when this came, when Facebook came and Instagram came, like we didn't really think ahead, right? We just kind of jumped in full force. We made our profiles. We just went in. And there probably wasn't a lot, at least on the Christian side, probably not a lot of us thinking, should I put my whole life on this? Should I really like jump in? There wasn't a lot of thinking. And so with that, I'm just wondering with the technology coming, like, should we think about this stuff? Should we, as Christians, should we put real kind of mental power, theological, uh, practical thinking into the future of tech and how to interact? Because we know some of these next big things like AI and VR are going to have an impact on us. So that's kind of where this conversation is going. To, to, to start us off, I'm just curious, uh, we all, I, I know we like, you know, sci-fi and, and nerdy stuff like that. What is your guys' dream future tech? 
like when you were eight years old and you were uh, fantasizing about the future, what was the stuff you're like, oh man, I really hope I get to see this mm -hmm. in my life? Yeah, for, for me, um, hands down, flying cars um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. is, so I'm, you know, I'm not super old, but I do remember Jetsons being on in the 60s regularly. No, it was on just like reruns and stuff, probably on, yeah. on TV on Saturday mornings. And so uh, seeing them fly around in the cars was like the coolest thing. And then there was always, you know, uh, movies or depictions and culture from time to time of some family having just this cool flying car. And so I think that would be awesome. And in many ways, it makes sense to me uh, to be above traffic and to uh, uh, there's a lot more at stake as far as crashes go, but uh, flying yeah. cars would be kind of probably where I'm at. Yeah. You know, actually, that would be sad about that, though. I, I always want a flying car, too. Mm -hmm. Back to the Future, too. Didn't that like, rock your world, yeah, man? Absolutely, man. I, I, think rocked, I think it rocked a lot of people's world, our age at least. Yeah. Uh, but the skyline, actually, it wouldn't be as serene. Because mm -hmm. you know how many people would just be like, just, you know, going to the doctor, going to In Out Burger, or whatever. Mm. Right. They're all like, or like the Jetsons, like, you know, just front. Oh, across the good. Sky. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, actually, yeah, they would litter, litter the sky a bit. Well, that's why, you know, Elon Musk, obviously, with his, his boring company, you guys know about that. Yeah, so that's... It's really great. smart. I yeah. mean, having everything underground instead of above above people's heads where they could, you know, have something terrible happen to them. I think he's honestly... Are you on the same page, though? Flying cars for you, too? Uh, that was one of my answers. Okay. But uh, I did have a really hot, close second, and that would... But, not when I was eight, but, man, when I saw The Matrix in high school... The ability to download information yeah. into your brain. Oh, okay. Now here's the thing. Let's I would talk about that. I would want to download yeah. some things, like of course, download Kung Fu, things like that. However, no Kung Fu. It is it is flawed though, because you now in the world of the Matrix where you can be in shape instantly, that's one thing. Right. But if in real life we could do this, you wouldn't have all the physical conditioning. People would be like pulling muscles left and right. Right. But there's some things like, oh, cool, I just want to download that book. Yeah. But maybe I'll take my time and enjoy Lord of the Rings and read that the old fashioned way. Right. So I'd want to have like the choice of, I'm just going to download this book. And yeah, how about you, Brian? I, I think it was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where I saw this, uh, where someone. I, I think it was in the movie where, where someone was like, I'm, I'm craving something, but I don't know what I want to eat. And they scanned their, their head. And I was like, oh, you're craving an English muffin with bacon. And I was like, oh, okay. Dude, genius. Yeah, flying cars and, you know, downloading learning stuff. But I want how I eat to be evolved. I want, can you know, you know have that sometimes? Like midnight, you're like, I'm not sure what I'm craving. I want something. And then just like appears. Mm -hmm. That's what I want, man. That's legit. The food of future. Another tech too. I know you probably don't move on here, but I was thinking about that movie, um, uh, Big Hero Six with Baymax. Yes, yeah, yeah. Wow. that'd be cool tech too. Just to have like this robot dude like at every house who kind of goes around and can kind of scan your temperature, can kind of help you like right. robot nurse deal with basically your, your basic first aid stuff or even surgery kind of mm -hmm. right off the bat. That'd be cool. A, a mom, yeah. basically a mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can make you grilled yeah. cheese when you're sad. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> However, robots don't really need to sleep. You know, and I, mean, I know you could think about it. I mean, like life is really precious, and if God's given us the ability to find a robot that's not going to turn evil. And make sure that we all stay alive. I don't. I think that's actually you could say that's being a good steward of God's image. You know. Yeah. And I, I think that's an example where it could be helpful. Believe it or not, I think we're actually gonna we're gonna get there. So next question, kind of just going off on on what we said earlier. Why why does it matter, Stephen Ike? Why is it important for Christians to actually think deeply about tech, rather than have kind of the one standard response? I think Christians kind of have with tech of like you know, watch out for the, for the evils of it or overall in, yeah. um, really how should Christians engage with kind of the constant evolutions in technology? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that Christians should engage for yeah. sure. I mean, so I think about, uh, verses like Colossians three, um, and 
the the gist behind that simply is like whatever you put your hands to, whatever you think about or do in word mm. or deed, uh, do it to the glory of God. And so, if if technology at some level integrates with our everyday life and our application of of how we drive or how we eat or how we interact with people, then God certainly cares deeply about how we think about those things. Totally. And so, as Christians, we ought to be very thoughtful about it and not just fall in line. I mean, I, th- I think I can be one who gets really excited about tech, and I probably uh, think not as as, as thoughtfully um, about it when it comes to how how it increases my my desire to see God glorified mm-hmm. um, in my life. And so um, that should probably be the first question a Christian thinks through. Yeah. I think I think actually um, I could go down the benefits of being cautious or excited about it. But one thing for sure, and this, as I've start to raise a kid who's now in junior high is the benefit there's there's fruit of just having to think deeply about something mm-hmm. man and i've said this a few times but if i were to get you know hit by a truck tomorrow or something like that like i, I really want to know that I, I taught my kids to think because i won't be there when they're 25 and who knows what society's going to throw at them then right and the problem is i think we make such a big deal about what we know at this moment but like really like uh, society's always trying to just remix the same old sins, the same old idols in a new way. But if I can teach them how to think, then they can think for themselves. And I, I think about that even when they you know, leave our house and they go into college. Like If I can teach them to cr- think critically and also recognize the sinful remix. That's what I want them to do. I want that's the, really you know, no, I, you know that, that's the same junk somebody was thinking like a thousand years ago and it's the same, it's the same uh, susceptibility to a sin. You know? So um, I, I'll, I'll leave it there. But yeah, I think just the, the, the fruit of thinking about it. I, you said something about, like, hey, we can be cautious, we can jump in. Like, I, I think that is, you know, Stephen, you were talking about how your posture is like you get excited about technology. Yeah, I for think sure. that's one of two responses we typically see, right? Mm-hmm. Either you jump all in or you're really skeptical of it and you're like, everything is the mark of the beast. What do you guys, uh, what do you guys think are some classic mistakes uh, you think Christians can make when it comes to new technologies? Well, I think a lot of it is just to jump right to a conclusion. So it, uh, going on in the theme, maybe, of just like everything's kind of a remix. Mm-hmm. Imagine fire was introduced. So with fire, you can cook food, you can clean, you can boil water and remove the impurities. You can also burn down somebody's hut, their house, right? I think if I think if you just make it that clean, and uh, and just assume that it's all good or it's all bad, uh, you do a disservice to your kids. But I will say on the cautious side, I think um, I'm just going to talk spiritually for a second. But the devil is very smart. He's a very charming angel of light. I think we just yeah. heard that last in our, our sermon, right? Uh, if something, something's gonna, if something's not helpful for us, I guarantee you, most of the time, it's gonna look like a very sweet caramel apple, right? That's like kind of the Snow White kind of thing. Uh, it's it's gonna look really good. So we gotta be very uh, careful with just taking things. I think just the, the quick assumption that it's it's all good, um, but also I think. Uh, if we're if we assume that it's all bad, I think there's a lot of things that it could be very helpful for technology uh, to yeah. do good with. So I think if the teacher, it's like a tool. Yeah, I feel like if uh, just to add to what I was saying, I, I I think the kind of the polarizing like technology is everything, technology is nothing. So we all know those people kind of on, on both those camps. And so there's some people who kind of camp out and wait for. I remember when the iPhone came out, yeah. they were out there for the that first that first uh, phone that came out, or they can't wait till you know the Apple event uh, goes online. And so they kind of revolve their lives around that in some ways. And that's not healthy because there's other things practically that we should have our lives revolve around. On the, on the flip side, I, have, I know people who are very anti-tech and are worried about the government following them around. And so totally. they don't have 
you know, a phone or a smartphone because of the the chip in their in their phone. It's a real source of paranoia. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the whole five G thing. We, yeah. we heard even during the pandemic, people like burning down five G towers because they were worried about uh, the government, you know, trying to poison us somehow. And yeah. so, um, conspiracy, I think, actually both ways, kind of has a, a footing here. But to, to answer your question practically, as far as what are some of the things that can kind of uh, derail us when we uh, get after tech. One of the things that I notice in my own heart is that technology can be a great tool, but can also make me very lazy. Mm. And so I, I feel like one of the things that um, is the tech serving me or is it a tool for me to be more efficient at what I'm trying to do and accomplish? And so um, I think about my phone and it's there's there's countless, you know, millions of, of ways that my phone can... Uh, I can engage my phone, but one of the ways that I know where my sin kind of creeps in is that it just makes me kind of like haphazardly lazy about everything. Yeah. Just kind of, I want to sit on my couch and scroll through social media or look at YouTube videos. And, and so that's one of the things that, um, in, in an attempt to try and integrate tech into my life and be excited about it, that's one caution I would have about it. It's just to not be lazy about it. When we get into situations like this, I feel like I want to create like a, a system of questions to ask myself when something new comes. Like, why do I want this? Yeah. What is it actually going to do for me? What will I use it for? Good. What are the negatives? You know uh, that that it could bring. Right. That would probably there, be really fruitful. Yeah. Yeah. But then the problem is you're hungry and it's time for dinner, or you know there's something on TV and then you yeah. stop thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually how those algorithms work. If you watch the Social Dilemma. <laughs> You'll see, actually, but it's amazing. They, they, they'll do whatever they can to grab your attention. Actually, it kills your deep thought. Yeah, there's definitely the pitfalls to technology, right? They, they can, it's an easy idol. Uh, it's also an easy thing that can bring division. We, we know this, right? It can be a voice yeah. for political divides, even just for, for greed and for covetousness. You know, like you have the newest iPhone, I don't. Like, there's definitely mm, a lot of pitfalls true. in there. Yeah, yeah I feel like as, as, as dudes, like, there's a sense of showing off some toys like totally, that, yeah. that that kind of has always stuck with us since we were kids and so i mean maybe it was in junior high i had the new like air jordans and right, so yeah uh, we're always comparing something and so as um cars when we get our first cars um in high school and so yeah phones technology certainly yeah. falls in that category yeah and apple and google they're happy to oblige right they're yeah. coming out with a new phone new headphones new new game system like every year. Yep. And so if you want to keep up with it, you like, you know, you can hinge your identity on And not to throw Icon in the bus here, but like Icon has a really cool, you have an EV, like you have a, uh, you have a, I have a 2017 Nissan Leaf. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, it's, it's a very modest, <laughs> I drive a Nissan Leaf. It's a very modest electric vehicle, but it, it really is pretty is. cool though. It's got, it's cool yeah. that you have like future technology that you engage with every day. Yeah. And at some level I can be happy for you, but I can also, it can cause us to be, you know, jealous or, not that I'm jealous of it, but you know what I mean. Well, actually, on Route 66, I saw that the 76, a lot of sixes there, uh, just raised their gas prices to 509. That's crazy. And I was like, Are you serious? Dead zero. Now, of course, the the speed stream, whatever the place, the new, it's like the knockoff. You know, yeah, yeah. Place across the street, it's like they're at 430 still, but they're at 509, man, right next to Tony's. And I was like, Man, I'm sure glad I have that leaf now. Bro, that's amazing. Yeah. Working through some real covetousness <laughs> right now. <laughs> So let's think about that for yeah. a minute. Um, so, so rightfully so, I think we, we think about the issues that technology can bring. But but sometimes I feel like uh, the, the church has a tendency to focus only on tech's negative side. Um, historically and, and in modern times, how has God been glorified in and, and because of technology? Well, you could think of, I think I mentioned a little earlier, just medicine and improvements for yeah. caring for this magnificent machine 
that that God has made in His image. I mean, I I, th I think I would I would imagine that God is pleased, like when we treat it with care. That's always it's always kind of bothered me sometimes in in films. We and we talk about movies a lot, and I've shared this a few times. But like when when the human body is kind of just, um, I feel like I, I sound like a, like an old like an old an old an old mom or something. But it's like when 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 somebody gets like their body gets like shoved aside really hard and mistreated. I'm like. Yes, that's that's an image made in the image of God. And there's a part of me that thinks that's like one of the big kind of like wolves over our eyes that like that we kind of just treat this thing so laughably, or it's not so important. But man, our bodies are precious and made with absolute care. If you read creation, like we get this whole separate little area, and even the word for God uh, it, there is used a Yahweh, which is much more personal you know, connotation, right? So that's just a, it's a, yeah. I, I think that, I think it's one way to glorify. But secondly, some more current. I would say, I think when Jeff Bezos uh, went up into space, and when he came down, I remember he was basically just, he was, you know, was over the moon, so to speak, and he said, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like seeing all this. And kind of what I got out of that was like, it wasn't the newest technology that he was like, there's nothing like this. When he saw a bigger view and a wider view of God's creation, he said, there's nothing like that. You know, and I think actually God is glorified in man's own pursuit, so to speak. They don't realize they're stumbled upon it, but they're kind of like, oh yeah, nothing compares. This little thing in my hand, this little phone, hmm. is not as cool as seeing the earth from the atmosphere. I, I think um, about the social dilemma, sorry, I'm bringing this up again, but one of the things that stuck out uh, about that was the comment how um, a tool is something that sits there mm -hmm. and waits to be used. Right. And our smartphones are not really tools at times as far as all the apps in there, but um, there are a lot of tools in relationship to tech that I think, I think I mentioned this before, but they enhance what you're trying to accomplish already. So whether it's medically or whether it's, you know, the really cool machines that go out and, and pave the roads at three in the morning, totally. you know, on the freeway mm -hmm. kind of thing, mm -hmm. all that's accomplishing way more than we could do on our own. Now here's where I think God gets the glory as Christians, as we engage with that, with that content, with those tools, is that if if the whole idea of tech allows commerce and work and research and development more convenient, that convenience then creates a surplus of time. Mm -hmm. And so how do we use that time? So that time can be used for God's glory in many ways. We can use that time to serve people. We can use that time to invite people in our home. We can use that time to have a conversation that we wouldn't normally have. And so I think what we tend to do, though, in our sinfulness is, unfortunately, we don't look for God's glory in that. We look for our convenience and our benefit. And so we take that time, and then we either double down on more tech, or we just simply you know, go and, and do something we want to do on our own. But I, I think there is a real a potential for God to receive greater glory by uh, the convenience creating more time and that time being used in, in really um, helpful ways for God's glory. That's really good. Yeah. 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 Something probably don't think about. I mean, even as like as pastors, as people who like prepare messages, like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, if you really wanted to be thorough, you'd have to look at through all the, all the footnotes. Oh, yeah. And, cross that's a good point. and then yeah. you have something like Lagos and that gives us so much right. time. Yeah, you're right. God has given us this. Yeah. That's a great example. I mean, as a pastor, and we don't talk about this a, a whole lot, but uh, the three of us sitting here, we we can we use tech, we use Planning Center online, Ike, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like that's that's a software that helps you organize volunteers. Imagine trying to deal with a hundred plus volunteers, you know, twenty five years ago. That'd be bananas. Oh yeah. So without even texting, like you gotta like, right. call their home. Yeah, you have to call them and like send them a pigeon carrier or something, <laughs> and be like, "Will you be there this Sunday?" And 
And so, um, yeah, I, I think tech has really freed us up, even on our own jobs and ministry, to be more present with people, ultimately giving God more, more glory. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting you bring up uh, just the idea that it, we used to kind of work harder. We found novel ways of doing things. Uh, there's this little story called Dune. <laughs> oh man! Hey, I saw it last night for the first time. Oh. Was it good? Whoa, whoa, whoa! First time. First time. I went to the theater. In, in the theater. Because I went to the theater. I, it yeah, was Steven, those... on behalf of humanity, thank you for seeing it in the theater. Well, it was, and I went by myself. I went all by myself, and I actually I threw it out to some people. People didn't want. I was totally fine with that too, by the way. It would have been my third time. It's why. But it was uh, Raiders versus Chiefs, man. It was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. It was I, like my favorite movie. I feel like actually. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I could talk about this for it like 20 like minutes. It was like watching Star Wars for the first time kind of thing. It was like otherworldly. So I actually Well, next podcast, let's talk about Dan. Yeah, we may, I, honestly, it probably is worth a, a talk, but it's, yeah, anyway, I, sorry, I derailed you. Uh, in Dune, so I loved the movie so much mm -hmm. that I went and got the, got the book, and I'm planning to go through it very slowly. Nerd. But what's really interesting is they talk, and I'm, I won't do this very long, but long story short, in Dune, they, they hinted a past where machines had kind of taken over and done the Terminator thing, right? So they, there's actually this whole almost like religion dogma about the sin of man have creating the machines to be almost in the image of man and actually uh, dumbing down humans. And so once they actually they got rid of all thinking machines, they kept like levers and stuff and small machines, but uh, they realized that actually there's these characters and these men who can do computations like a computer now because humanity got lazy and stopped trying and they never got to humanity's full potential. And it's kind of amazing. So they have these like verses they quote, like, you know, don't make a machine in man's image. And like they, because it was such a thing, because they, man, humanity went so far. You definitely have seen that movie more than once. So I can tell. Twice with yeah. care. Yeah. Twice with care. It was good though. Twice in the theater. I'm blown yeah. away. Yeah. Just to, to wrap up this part of, of the conversation, of, uh, to, to bring it back a little bit. Um, <laughs> I do think like, I mean, historically, I just think about the printing press, right? That was a new piece of technology. And because of that, mm -hmm. we have, we have books like the Bible was able to get to, to everyone. It wasn't just for, for the educated. And so I think when, when we think of things like common grace, I think we think of stuff, you know, like, like nature and food tasting good and medicine, but technology is, is definitely a, a common grace that I think the Lord has given us. And, and we could use that for, for the good of humanity, for his glory. And so you're right that everything is a double-edged sword there, but it's definitely good. So what, what I want to do is I kind of want to, practice this kind of critical thinking that we're espousing here of like how to like really think about technology and two of the biggest um kind of coming innovations that are already here are our vr virtual reality and artificial intelligence and uh, i know you guys have uh interest in these i know especially with vr if, if you're not aware uh with meta formerly facebook they're really going into this metaverse which is kind of like the ready player one virtual reality space AI is already around. So I'm, I'm curious for you guys, help us think through, kind of use these as case studies. How can we think through these really big oncoming technologies in a Christian perspective? So let's first ask the question, how are both of these already entangled in our everyday lives? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're very entangled. So I, I think we've talked about this before, but I think uh, one of the interesting questions over the last probably 10, 20 years has been, how is AI going to be integrated into our everyday life and, and it very much already is with the advent of the smartphone so um, you know basically like if you ask me a question I may not know the answer to that question but I can within five seconds look it up and right. kind of then report that question back answer back to you and so there's that as an element of AI that's already integrated it's just that the the contact time between receiving the information is, is slow. The relay is slow. So um, that's that's fascinating. Let me just think about that right now. And those of you who are listening, I think just just realize 
in in honesty, like how tied we are to our phones. I mean, how tied we are to our smartphones that that so much of the things that we think we know, we actually don't know. We just have access to an encyclopedia of knowledge at any point. And some of us are, are better at looking that up than other people. So yeah, that's, that's kind of one way um, to start with. I right, can thoughts there. Oh yeah, no, I, I mean, I was trying to make pancakes, you know, without an instant mix, like, you know, last Saturday and I went to my phone yep. and found some recipes and then uh, wasn't satisfied with the text descriptions. So I went to a YouTube video Absolutely. on a, how to do the proper like whisking. What's what the, the consistency of the batter should be, right? Yeah. But like, Great that's literally just making pancakes. For sure. You know, uh, but there's also another aspect I think that it's entwined in our life is uh, it's kind of like the it's the curated uh, uh, for, uh, social media. Like basically, we're being sent things to think, and we don't realize it, but we're start a lot of our thoughts start to get shaped by what's grabbing our attention and interest, you know? So I, I think there's like a, a sleeper way that it's affecting our lives. And sadly, some of us know about it, but some of us don't. We just think, oh, this is my original thought, but man, we've been slowly kind of just, you know, brought onto something through an algorithm, sadly. Right, so if we're practicing this practical thinking of where is the cause for concern and where is the potential for good? Um, Steven, so it sounds like for, for AI, you would say it's just, it's kind of taking the thinking out of our hands, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the thinking, and then also one of the unique things that Scripture points us to. We see it in Genesis three, it's in Genesis one. There's that, that there's something very unique about humankind, right? right. And so, uh, as I think about um, you know, there's a movie called Her with Joaquin mm-hmm. Phoenix, yeah. and he falls in love with the artificial intelligence system, basically. And I, I think once we start to kind of cross cross you know, our, our lanes into whether it's, you know, Fortnite, video games kind of thing, or maybe just other, um, I, I remember Sims when I was younger, was, mm-hmm. a, was a fun thing, and you kind of get lost in the Sims for a little bit. And, and so my point is, is that I think when we kind of start crossing the line into, hey, instead of having a, a relationship or a conversation with another human being made in God's image, somebody who has a soul, who has thoughts, feelings, a hopes, a future, um, I would rather spend time doing this instead and uh, really kind of serving myself in a way and allowing this kind of false image to to take the place of what God actually has in mind for us, then I think that is cause for concern. I think that's something we need to be very careful about. And I think we can do it at a level of um, probably, I don't know, I, I don't know how much time to put on that a, a week. We all kind of, as we play video games, uh, and we talked about this before, but there's always like, um, with the NPCs, non-playable, mm-hmm. non-playable characters. characters. Yeah, so like there's people we interact with maybe in a world or I play Zelda with my son Owen and we bump into somebody and they're talking to us. There's a, a small level of AI, but I'm not forming a relationship with them. But I, I do know friends and um, people who have jumped into things like Second Life or other other kind of portals of reality. And it's yeah. like, that. this is not healthy. Like you could be spending your time doing a lot of other things. I think we gotta be really uh, careful of trying to people trying to say oh no it's good because there's community mm. in this yeah but really to me it's just kind of you know, never underestimate humanity just wanting to do things their way and not god's way yeah. totally and I, I, th- I think that's just the wool over the eyes like we we think we, we try to come up with these things but in the end i think unless you're unless you really have it like really restrained like hey uh um oh shoot who wrote the wisdom period again uh, Brett McCracken. Brett McCracken. You heard him talk. But he talked about, he's saying, like, not going into these worlds without a mission. Like, if you're going to enter the right. online world, like, 
it's not really a safe place just to go just with like a boat just with no cruise, oars. Yeah. Like you know, we're going with a mission and we know what we're doing. I, I think, um, so I would almost argue it's almost like, you know, 80% like more dangerous than 20%, 20% benefit, 80% more dangerous yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So, so the benefits here are then like, hey, greater knowledge, you know, learning how to whisk properly, you know, new new worlds and all that. Like very but, obvious, uh, good, helpful things. But I think if, yeah. if we have to kind of go, no, it's good because and you know when you're doing it. Yeah. I know when I'm doing it. Like it's like a video game I want to play, you know, or sure. something like that, right? You know, uh, I, I, yeah, we have to be really cautious. In many ways, it's the, the, these are all amoral. So it's like it, right. it's it's really convenience. And so what will you do in a convenience in that time created by that convenience? And so like I said before, so I, I think in many ways it could be used for bad or good. Yeah, it's just good to be aware of like yeah. what are the dangers? What are the dangers of social media? What are the dangers of you know internet chat rooms? What are the dangers of, of VR and AI? I yeah. think. It's insulation. It's yeah. kind of what we're getting at, of yeah. like completely detaching from reality. Like it can be a cool thing. Like, is it sinful to go into VR to be a part of the metaverse that Facebook is trying to create? Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. not. Yeah. But we know where sin comes from is yes, us separating ourselves from God's community, us creating things in our own image, us becoming reliant, us becoming idolatrous. Like, yeah. and it seems like. These new technologies can make that really easy. So we just definitely need to be aware. And just to kind of like say it out loud, I think that this whole AI virtual reality thing um, is really going to bring out the sexual deviancy in a lot of people. So there's totally. this element of like, like just because we have it available to us doesn't mean that we ought to kind of draw this, like push all the way in as far as the line goes. And because I, I can kind of almost hear people's objections to biblical pushback on this it's like hey i'm not really i'm not doing this with anybody else i'm not um sinning against my brother or sister and so for me to have sex with somebody on online it's not something that's going to hurt anybody when uh, it, it's really going to require us to think deeply about what is what is biblical sex what does right. it mean to be intimate with someone what does it mean to have a relationship on that kind of level and um, and so yeah, I think maybe for another day, but it's it's certainly important for us to think through those things. Well, I think that I'll be honest, that's the the fruit of wrestling with this stuff and teaching ourselves, our church, and our kids how to quickly think and apply scripture to this. Because you talk about like virtual reality, and we know what's happened with the internet with with naughty things, VR. I mean, holy moly! Who, who like, I'm just saying. Who knows? It's what ar- kind of it's stuff. already exists. Well, it's I know already it already exists. There. Yeah. But when it, it always starts off with like the nerdy kind of niche thing. Yeah. I mean, even think of like Marvel movies. Like that used to be, oh, it's like you know the people oh, well. who read comics. Now it's it's mainstream. Yep. Eventually, yep. now there's actually like esports leagues, right? Mm-hmm. And eventually, VR that kind of stuff. It's going to get mainstream where like the person who doesn't really care about stuff that much will buy it because everybody else is buying it. Yeah. Man, I I really hope we can critically think of that time. It's really an ethical question of. Just because we can do something doesn't mean we should. I mean, yeah. and it's like, Jurassic well, Park. well, technology, exactly. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Well, technology advanced to the point where just because we can push this line further and further and further, isn't this awesome? Isn't this incredible? Um, should we do this? I mean, should we clone a person, you yeah. know, like down the road? I mean, pr- no, like that should, <laughs> that should be the line, right? Like I know that, that Dolly, the sheep got cloned yeah. uh, many years ago. ago and yeah. that's, that's kind of still blows my mind that that happened. Yeah. And so the tech is out there for these things to occur, but this is really important that we're drawn back to our, our, our biblical foundation of who is God, what has he created for us, and what does he want for us to, to do in this lifetime to glorify him. And, and so those types of parameters are really important to cling to yeah. as we discuss these things. Not all progress is, is helpful. Not yeah. all progress is good. Yeah. I had a professor who told me, I remember this well, is we are, as Christians, we are to be principled rather than pragmatic. Like there's mm-hmm. things that we hold to as our true north rather than just kind of like, 
figuring out what seems to be best at the time. Yeah. You just said something, uh, Steve. I you did. said what God had made for us and what we're supposed to do with it. Yeah. There's a really good meme. It just shows these people <laughs> looking at these beautiful mountains and rivers, like a backpack's on. It says, breaking news, like God develops ultra-realistic metaverse where people can talk, learn, and work with other people, <laughs> calling it universe. Yeah. That's from Babylon B, right? It's Babylon B. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Brilliant. That's great. And the picture is incredible. It's like a happy dog and people like looking at trees and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Just to, to kind of close this out yeah. on this, guys, where where should our people go? If they're like, hey, I, mm. I want to practice this or if I want to think more about these things, um, where should they go to kind of expand their knowledge and get answers on this? Yeah. I think the easy answer is God's word. I think we have to be as familiar as possible with God, with what God says truth is, with what God says, um, how then shall we live? Um, what does it look like for a spirit-filled Christian to engage with these questions and, and to respond to, to people uh, in loving ways? I think about the, the one another's and how Paul encourages us to care for one another and, and, and serve one another. And, and all of these kind of one another's have implications when it comes to technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can, we can certainly think about how... Um, um, how we can hurt one another with tech, but we can certainly serve people um, in good ways too. Yeah, and I, I think the next step from there is, is to for people who have are biblically grounded to get really practical uh, books. Of course, like you know, the school yeah. is selling at the front desk, the TechWise Family by Andy Crouch, Andy Crouch, and then also uh, Brett McCracken's Wisdom Pyramid. I mean, there's there's there, there's phrases in there and ways of thinking that like I've already talked to my kids about. Um, and, and but and also there even I will say the social dilemma was really helpful. That's uh, yeah. that's not biblical, but yeah. there is you know there's a lot of truth that I would that I would argue that is blessed by God and common grace that that, that, mm-hmm. that people have from God and using it for a good purpose. I think is to get some actual practical book help. But then, like like nerdy like in your home like talk about it. Like yes, actually set, yeah. set aside some time and say right. what'd you get from this chapter? I got this. What now? What do we do with that? Yeah. Yeah, and there's plenty of good resources out there. The Gospel Coalition has, has written a lot of good things about this. John Lennox, uh, a really well-known theologian, he actually talks extensively about artificial intelligence. So there's there's definitely places to go to get good biblical information on this. Well, well, guys, thanks so much for uh, for talking with me about yeah. some of these nerdy things about the future. And uh, great thank job, you guys. Brian. Oh, great thank job. you. Thank you so yeah. much, Stephen. I enjoyed yeah. this, and I, I'm really going to enjoy talking about Dune. Yeah, well, next time. And uh, thank you to our sponsor for this episode, The Social Dilemma. All right, (laughs) see you guys next week. All right, well, we're out of time. But thanks for joining us for our podcast, Footnotes. Be sure to subscribe, and we'd also appreciate you sharing this resource with others and even leaving us a favorable review if you feel so inclined. So until next time, Foothill, peace be with you. All right, well, welcome to Footnotes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you get at the far, the far noise. <laughs>